we were literally standing over Fisher. So I have all these incredible videos behind him. And at one point he like turned his head and saw us standing up there and started dying laughing at us. So like that just made my whole night. Hey there, welcome to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. Hosted by me, Emma Capotis. Each week, I'll be covering everything from dance music culture, industry news, trending topics, and festival tips, advice, and reviews. You can also expect to hear stories from ravers, artists, business owners, and more. Tune in every Wednesday for your weekly dose of peace, love, unity, and respect. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. Hello, 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 you guys. Are we loving this like post-festival party voice right now? Because it's about to be real rough. So buckle up, you guys. <laughs> um, but no, welcome to my first festival review episode and almost two years. I am so excited to dive into everything today with you guys. Please bear with my voice. Uh, it's like three days post-festival and I'm still feeling a little rough. It was a little dusty at ARC Music Festival, but we're feeling good and I'm excited. Um, yeah, just to give you an idea of how crazy this week has been and like the recovery, uh, I'm filming this episode the day it's coming out. So, you know, we're just, we're going to just go with it. You know what I mean? But I'm so excited to be doing this. Um, if you guys are new to the podcast or you've never heard one of my festival reviews, I like to do these on my podcast because I get to go fully in depth in depth with you um, to hopefully be as helpful as possible. So in case you're considering going to ARC Music Festival next year, you have like a full rundown of what the experience was actually like. I'm going to take you through my whole weekend, everything, the whole trip to Chicago, um, all the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, I'm going to do a breakdown of the sets, production, layout, everything. So that is all in store for you today. Um, Really quickly before we dive into things, I wanted to mention, I believe next week's episode, I wanted to do a full guide to camping at a music festival. Now, I have not camped yet, so I did post a couple polls on social media at Rave Culture Cast if you want to connect with us online, um, asking all of my veteran campers for any tips and advice that you might have for newbies. So if you guys are veteran campers, please send me an email to raveculturecast at gmail.com and send in any tips and advice you would have to make somebody else have the best possible first camping experience. Um, So we're going to just chat all about that in next week's episode. So please get those emails in as soon as you guys can. All right, guys, with all that being said, I want to dive into things because like I said, we have a lot to cover today and I'm so excited to talk about it and relive these memories because genuinely it was one of the best weekends of my life and I'm not exaggerating. Like I had the best experience ever and I can't wait to tell you all about it um so quickly if you again are new here or you haven't already please connect with us online we have an incredible Facebook group community and a discord that will all be linked down below in the show notes um and if you enjoyed today's episode please consider sharing this with a friend or you know rate and review and subscribe all the things okay let's get into a little bit of background on ARC Music Festival and why I decided to attend this festival because I am from New Jersey and so I got a lot of questions this past weekend of why weren't you at Electric Zoo because that is obviously in New York City. Um, I've done Izu three times and I was planning to actually do Elements this year um, because I wanted to do a camping trip and that's like a smaller boutique festival. Uh, We'll get into that later but very glad I didn't do Elements. But once the ARC Music Festival lineup was dropped, I was completely sold. I'm a huge house head, love techno. I've never been to Chicago before. And this lineup to me was like the perfect combination of like really big headlining acts and really incredible like underground international talent. Like it just was like such an interesting thing that we've never really seen before, especially in the United States. Like these are major artists that are really, really big internationally, but United States is like a little bit behind in that kind of realm. So and it was happening in the birthplace of house music, Chicago. So that was kind of the background. So let me just preface all this by saying that I had a very incredible experience because I literally got to live out my dream job this weekend. And I just, again, can't say 
thank you enough for anybody who supported my channel, my podcast, because like that's the reason I got to this point. Um, I'm officially working in the dance music industry. It's my dream job. And I work for a company now called Gray Area. Um, it's a platform dedicated to house music and techno. And we're trying to grow the audience here in North America. So I went on behalf of Gray Area. And, um, you know, I'm we call myself the media master slash community builder. So I'm in charge of our social platforms. I also work with Festival Insider and Festival Advisor. So definitely give all of those pages a follow. Um, so I was basically going to create content, cover social media, do all that stuff. My team was going to be there. So um, I had a production pass this weekend, which was amazing. It was so cool to like be like officially my first festival, like hardcore working the event behind the scenes as a staff member so that was all like amazing and I'll get into that later but um yeah so that was kind of how this all came to be I also attended with my girl vibe with aid some of you guys might know her youtube channel uh, she's one of my best friends and her boyfriend chase came with us um and then their friend robin came uh, she's known as cutie cacti on instagram she's a really big influencer uh, she was the sweetest thing ever and then we had my coworker alex who is our um like head writer He's a journalist for Gray Area. So that was like our rave fam for the weekend. So again, first time in Chicago. Let me just say, I would go back in a heartbeat. I loved the city. It was so clean, so beautiful. Um, it just felt surreal being there because I've seen like the river walk and the pictures of the river so many times. But uh, I would go back for like a normal weekend anytime. Um, I'm sad we didn't get to explore the city more. But essentially, we got in on Friday so obviously this all happened over Labor Day weekend um what did we do Friday I got in pretty early and then uh we hit a lot of traffic obviously being Labor Day weekend getting into the city but like it felt surreal seeing Aid because Aid and I haven't seen each other in two years and I speak to her every single day so just like seeing her again was amazing um, and then, yeah, we stayed at the Cambria in the theater district. For those of you guys who are familiar, great area to be in. Um, we could walk to everything. We were right near Millennium Park. So we did go see the bean and do like a little sightseeing. But um, yeah, Friday, we kind of kept it chill. And then we were trying to figure out what to do that night. And one of Chase's friends who lives in Chicago was like, you guys should go to the disco. And we were like, what the fuck is the disco? <laughs> but we're down. We want to go like hear music and dance. So we went to this. Um, it was kind of like a cocktail bar lounge called Celeste. So it was a little bit nicer. I forget the area. I think it was like north of Millennium Park. Um it was amazing. Like it was literally a disco. So it was like multi floors. So the first and second floor were like bar lounges. And then the third floor, when you got there, we walk into this room and the whole floor is like LED lighting and there's a massive disco ball. And it was a disco. They played all disco the entire night. There were people there dressed up like in 70s attire. It was so fucking cool. We were like completely blown away. So if you guys want to see some footage I am putting out vlogs on my YouTube channel so just check that out it's just under my name Emma Capotis so we did Celeste on Thursday night on the top floor there was a DJ playing like house and more like contemporary music all fucking good it was amazing it was just really really packed so we did that Friday night we stayed out late I think we were out until like 1 30 which we were like I don't I don't know why we did that the night before festival but it was a great fucking time um so then Saturday was day one of the festival let me just say this. I don't know if any of you guys can relate, but I was a fucking ball of nerves and I don't know why. Like I've been doing this for a long time, but I was so nervous going into ARC Music Festival. I don't know if it was like the first festival anxiety or what, but I just felt like I felt a little unprepared. Um, I honestly packed the morning I left and I forgot some stuff. I had a lot on my plate. Um, like I said, I was juggling the work that I was there to do. Plus doing content for my own channel, like my own Instagram, my own YouTube channel. And so I don't know. We just felt rushed. And I also like this was the first festival that I really I didn't get like fully decked out. I feel like because I wanted to be more comfortable since I was going to be like behind the scenes working and dealing with artists and things like that. So I didn't want to go like full blown rave outfits and shit like that. Plus the crowd like it really didn't cater to that kind of scene. So I wore just like a t-shirt and leggings from Amazon. So it, it just felt like a very different experience this time. Um, I definitely like left some stuff at home. I didn't like, I don't know, it was crazy. I definitely like left stuff and felt a little unprepared. But once we got there, 
Um, it got a little bit better, so that was good. So the first thing I'll say is the travel to this festival was so easy and really, really nice. So again, we were staying in the theater district. We ended up deciding just to take the subway there. It was like four stops, cost us like whatever, $2.50 for a one-way ticket. Um, and it dropped you off right at Union Park. So the travel was amazing. Really, really liked that about this event. Um, and then when we got there, it was a little confusing because, again, we had to go find like the staff check in. So when we got there, they were actually doing covid testing on site for the staff, which we were not expecting to do that. So we all got covid tested on Saturday, obviously all came up ne negative. We did rapid tests. So that was actually kind of nice. I think we were all a little nervous because we were like, what the fuck happens if one of us is positive? Like without knowing it, that would suck. We wouldn't be able to go in right now, but it felt better to know that at least everybody who was backstage was getting had to be negative. So that was really good. Um, and then we got our production passes and then we went in. So the one thing to know, I mean, it's probably different at every festival you go to, but essentially if you have production or an artist pass or a guest of an artist, whatever it might be, essentially there's like a whole area that's built you know, behind all of the stages. So there's like an artist lounge, which usually has a bar and like hangout areas and couches. And they had a barbershop back there and like all kinds of different stuff. Then you had all the artist trailers that they could hang out in. Um, you know, you had production walking around everywhere. You saw all the performers and all of that. So that was really, really cool just to see that side of it. Um, I will say it felt so good to finally meet people in person. So all like not only like subscribers and you guys, but also like people I've been networking with or people I've interviewed on the Festival Insider podcast I got to meet in person. So it felt really, really good. There's nothing like the in-person connections that you can build. So that was all really, really cool to see on day one. All right, let's talk about music, right? Like, let's get fucking into it. So there were four stages at ARC. Um, the grid was the main stage. The layout was awesome. Uh, they gave a lot of space for it, which I really appreciated. And it was like this big stage. And on the sides, they had all these crates stacked up, which ended up having lighting and screens on them. So I thought that was a really nice touch. So that was the grid. Then right next to it was the smaller stage. It was called the Arc Car. Um, and that was more like local resident DJs, really good vibes. Um, so that was cool. Very, very loud sound system. Then you had the Elro Tent, which obviously was my fucking favorite because I'm obsessed with Elro now. Um, and I work with them a little bit. So Elro is like this incredible international brand that is a fully immersive experience. If you guys haven't experienced it yet, definitely look up videos of it. I'm going to have it in my vlog, but it's like bright colors. They brought the theme psychedelic trip there. So it was all like day glow, neon. They have stilt walkers, confetti cannons, any anything you can imagine. So that was like a fucking party all weekend long. It was the best place to be. And then they had the expansion stage, which was probably like the secondary main stage really cool it kind of looked like it was like a built tree house kind of vibes um and there was a lot of techno at this stage it was a little smaller but uh, there was all like trees and stuff around there so that was a really cool vibe as well so I thought the layout was pretty great um there wasn't too terrible of sound bleed maybe a little between the arc car and main stage there was but if you stood like directly in the middle of the arc car um kind of area it wasn't as bad so that was kind of the layout. So artist wise, who we saw was first off Mason Maynard, who's a really, really incredible, like rising, if not up and coming um, house artist. I believe he's British. He's also like 22. I want to say he's pretty young. He was on at Elro at four o'clock. Loved him. So excited. I got to see him for the first time. That was the first confetti cannon we saw of the day. It went off at like 4.15, I want to say. But the whole crowd just like erupts in like cheering. Like it's just such an incredible experience when you're there. Like you, you will never get old. Um, like everybody takes their phone out. You've got confetti in your drink cup. Like such a vibe. So that was really cool. We started our day. Um, we were doing interviews backstage. So Again, this was my first experience doing this on site, but it was very surreal. So Alex and I were doing interviews in the artist lounge area. Um, I was filming everything on my camera and he was conducting the interviews. And, you know, that's what I'm doing all week. I'm like editing all of that footage and stuff like that for work. 
So, yeah. So we interviewed the guys from Good Sex. They were so funny. We really, really love them. Uh, we interviewed this DJ. Um, her name's Michelle, but she goes by Blue Nine. She was playing techno. She was the sweetest thing ever. She's a Chicago native. And then, oh gosh, who else did we do on? I think we just did those two. I'm forgetting somebody right now. There was another one on um, Saturday that I can't think about right now. But we did all of those. So that was really amazing. And then we went and headed over to see Deborah DeLuca at the expansion stage. So this was my first time seeing Deborah. Holy shit, you guys. Holy shit is all I can say. Oh my God. She is like hardcore techno. Like it was, I think it was like four. No, maybe she was on at five o'clock. It might be like 4.30 or 5 o'clock and she was throwing down like heavy techno. It was like so good. Um, the crowd was loving her. It was one of my favorite sets of the entire weekend. I would see her again in a heartbeat. Um, and it was really cool because me and Aid like got to go on the stage because we obviously had stage access. So I got some incredible footage of her like standing right behind her. Um, again, like so grateful to be there. And it was just like surreal. It was surreal. I was freaking the fuck out. So that was really, really cool. And then um, after Deborah DeLuca, we stayed for a little bit of Cerez D. We didn't get to see too much of him, but that is Eric Pridd's uh, alias, if you guys didn't know. So um, I'm sure his whole set was amazing as well, of course. But yeah, the vibes at that stage were really cool. Um, One thing I'll mention about this festival that I really enjoyed was the crowd. So the vibes were just like immaculate, honestly, like people in Chicago and it wasn't just Chicago like all our whole group traveled in from everywhere so this definitely brought in a crowd from all over um it, it just felt like people cared so much about the culture and the music like these were hardcore house and techno fans they were really really there for a good time it was a very big age range which I appreciated. So you had a lot of older ravers, which I really loved. Um, People were just like dressed very cool. It was obviously like a lot of black, a little bit more casual. It was not like rainbow glitter, raver, EDC vibes at all. It felt definitely felt more like a smaller city festival. But like people were just, mm, they were just there for the music and there to enjoy it. So that I very much noticed that, especially at the expansion stage. So we did all of that. Um, We did go to eat dinner. So I will say I probably ate more at this festival than I normally did. Um, I was drinking at this festival. Again, we had access backstage to the artist lounge. So we didn't have to pay for food or drinks, which was a huge lifesaver because that obviously saved us a lot of money. Um, I will note, I was going to talk about this later, but I will say I did see pricing, the menus of like their pricing for things. I did think their drinks were a little ridiculous. Um, I saw that a high noon was $13. I think that's like absolute BS. So I do hope they work on the pricing of their drinks next year because that would have been an extremely expensive weekend. So yeah, food and drinks probably could be way more affordable for people. Um, So we did eat like, so essentially like if you were on staff, they had like obviously like hot food that you could just like serve yourself and we had food tokens for the weekend. So it was good that we did take a break and eat because otherwise we wouldn't have eaten like all night long because we went to an after party as well. So we did go do that and like take a break to sit down and just relax for a little bit. Alrighty, so then after that, uh, we pretty much spent the rest of the night in the Elro tent. Again, it was just like the place to be. And at nighttime, because of the psychedelic trip theme, it was like all black lighting and it looked so fucking sick. So we went and saw Patrick Topping. Uh, My first time seeing him, loved his set. Again, if you are a house fan, you can't go wrong. Like everything was just like moving and grooving and it felt so good and the music sounded amazing. Uh, And we had the confetti blast again and he was having a great time. So we had a really amazing view from on stage up there. Um, And the tent got like very hot and sweaty, but best vibes fucking ever. And then we closed our night out again at Elro with Fisher. I don't give a shit what anybody says about Fisher. Don't care your criticisms. That was one of the best sets of the weekend. Like him and Deborah DeLuca and obviously Eric Prids and some other ones I'm going to get into. But Fisher, hands down, we were fucking blown away. Um, He very much catered to it being like a house music audience. Um, It was just one of the best things. He played the songs that you know and love, but he played so many like IDs and remixes and mm, like it was perfect. It was perfect. It was so much fun. We were dancing around like going fucking crazy. And then one of the coolest moments of the night was like 
right behind Fisher was like a little bus. It kind of looked like a 1960s like trippy bus. And you could go up there and stand in there. So a lot of the Elro performers would like pop their heads out and like dance around in this bus behind Fisher. But because we had like media, we went up there and like popped our heads over and got like the best view in the entire house. Like we were literally standing over Fisher. So I have all these incredible videos behind him. And at one point he like turned his head and saw us standing up there and started dying laughing at us. So like that just made my whole night Again, surreal. Aiden and I looked at each other so many times this weekend and we were like, how the fuck did we get here? How did we get here? But we're so proud of ourselves. Like, so, so proud. It was hard work. And like, this was our dream and we made it happen. So very much proud of ourselves. And it it felt amazing to be back in that kind of atmosphere. So that was Saturday. We did go to an after party. We got um, passes to go to the Blacklist after party, which is Zoo's alias. Um, Eli and Fur opened for him uh, and it was at Radius. So Radius was a little further from our hotel, but this was like one of the biggest warehouses I've ever been. I don't even know if it's called a warehouse. It was just a massive venue. Like I don't even know how to describe it. Like huge fucking ceilings, thousands of people in there amazing production really incredible lasers and lighting it was very very big right next to it was I think it was called Cermak Hall and the Martinez brothers were playing there so we get there probably at like midnight again don't know how I did it this weekend like my old ass is normally in sleep asleep by then but we we were troopers so we go to radius um honestly Eli and Fur was okay I was really, really hyped for Eli and Fur. One of them played because it's usually two of them. Uh, It was good, but it wasn't the best that I've ever seen. Um, There were some drops toward the end that were really, really good. But in general, it was just like a little bit more kind of like chiller. Uh, So yeah, so we did that. Then we went all the way in the back and we had the most incredible view. We were like dead center looking up um, and then Blacklist came on and just blew us, blew us away. It was such... An incredible set. I have so many videos. We didn't even know there were going to be lasers, but like when the lasers came out, we all lost our fucking minds. Um, We met so many people there too. Um, Okay, so I did wear my mask personally at the after party. So for Zoo and Will Clark, I wore it. Um, I didn't wear it to the festival, and that was a personal decision. Honestly, after being COVID tested and being outside, I just made that decision not to wear a mask um but I did wear it to the after parties just because it was indoors and there was like a lot of people there and blah 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 whatever so I did that for that um we met the guys from beyond the beats podcast which was really really cool to meet them uh they were so so nice and we saw them throughout the weekend and yeah they have a really great podcast as well for for EDM lovers so if you guys are into dance music definitely check out their podcast um I think it's called let me look up their handle it's at b2b.pod um so yeah go show them some love and support definitely gonna have them on the podcast at some point but they were amazing so anyway long story short blacklist was fucking fire So that was kind of the whole night. I think that's pretty much everything. We stayed out until 4 a.m. Very tired after. (laughs) We were dead. So we stayed out till then. Um, I would go back to that venue. No questions asked. Also, for any of you guys who live in the area, Elro is going to be coming to Radius in November. I think it was November 20th. I'm not 100% sure. Definitely recommend checking that out if you were in the area. 10 out of 10 recommend. So that was day one. So I'm going to go grab a glass of water really quickly to help this voice out and take a super quick break here. Uh, And then we will get into day two in just a second. All right, guys, before we go any further, I really quickly wanted to do a huge shout out to Zound. Zound makes my favorite high fidelity earplugs. I wore them the entire weekend to ARC Music Festival and to the after parties. I can't even tell you how good it feels to just protect your hearing and know that you're not going to be damaging it in the long run. Um, I would look around and see so many people around me at all the stages and after parties not wearing earplugs and The music is so incredibly loud. I knew in the morning they were going to be doing irreversible damage to their hearing. So please, please invest in earplugs, high fidelity ones. Just block out all of the really damaging 
levels of noise, but you can still hear the music nice and crisp and clean. It doesn't sound muddled at all. It sounds amazing. Again, I've been using Zound earplugs for years now. I love them. I have multiple pairs. I always keep them in my bags so I don't forget them for shows. Um, You guys can go to experiencezound.com to shop their earplugs. Um, I have a code. It's Emma K. That's Emma K. You guys will get 10% off, I believe. Um, Definitely invest in it. Buy a couple. You can also get these little uh, carrying canisters so that you don't lose them. But please, please, please wear earplugs to your next shows and protect your hearing. Um, And again, experiencezound.com with code Emma K to save some money. All right, you guys ready? Let's dive into day two. So day two, uh, the morning was a little rough. I'm just going to say that because again, we got home at 4 a.m. And then I think we woke up at 12, 1230 and we needed to be at the festival at two every day. Um, I didn't mention this before, but the hours were 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. I believe they had a a noise ordinance there. So it couldn't go that late. That's why there were all the after parties in the city. So um, we were in a rush. By the time we ate and got ready, we had about a half an hour. So again, this is not a big deal for a lot of people. But for those of you who understand, you'll you'll get me. Um, I threw my makeup on, which is not like me. Like I, I love makeup. I like to take my time. I like to do crazy like festival makeup. Nope, bitch. Like I had 10 minutes to throw this shit on. I felt so disheveled and frazzled um we also had interviews booked and we couldn't be late to those so again this whole event like going into both days I would just say the word I felt was unprepared I was just like running behind the whole time felt frazzled so whatever so we get to the festival at around 3 p.m so we were an hour after we should have been there But we did some amazing interviews for Great Area. So we got to interview Jeremy Oleander, who's an amazing house artist. We interviewed Gene Farris, who is a fucking legend. He's native to Chicago. Um, He's a house and techno producer, label owner, like could not have been a nicer guy. Uh, We interviewed Joe Calderon, who is a marketing director of Oris Presents. They were the producers of the event. We interviewed um, Hiroko Yamamura and Steve Gerard, who played a back-to-back set, also Chicago natives. Who else did we interview? Um, Will Clark, who I'm a huge fucking fan of, like love his music, super into him right now. Um, So we got to meet him, which is a huge fucking honor. Like it was the best weekend ever. And it felt so cool to do all these interviews with all of these super talented artists. And we just talked to them about the importance of this festival and what it meant to be there at arc uh and we just talked to them about house music so again all that will be coming um if you're not already following gray area we go by at enter gray area on all of our socials and gray area has a youtube channel um as well just search like gray area spotlights and you'll find that so that was how we started day day two it was a lot of work so i just want to say that off the bat too because kind of like talking from doing both sides, like attending festivals for years as GA versus working it. It is a different experience and like the perks are incredible, but you do, you miss a lot, right? Like for most of the sets, besides like the last probably two hours of the event, I was just popping in and out. I really wasn't staying for that long. We were running around. Um, We were getting content. We were popping in and out of things, like getting different shots, networking, like, doing all of those things so you we really did miss a lot of um the earlier sets until it was like nighttime so that's kind of like the different perspective I would say that there was but we did still like walk around the festival grounds a lot okay so set wise on Sunday we started at the grid which was the main stage again Um, we spent a lot more time here on Sunday than we did on Saturday we saw Tasha Uh, she was awesome um she's very big internationally but she's definitely growing here she threw down such good fucking house music would see her again in a heartbeat so really liked her um it was very hot and sunny on sunday by the way i should have mentioned this weather was good for the whole weekend we got lucky saturday was cloudy and overcast and it drizzled a little at night but we were pretty much good and then sunday like hot beautiful perfect weather um after tasha we popped over to the expansion stage and saw like one song of DJ Heather, but she was amazing. Um, 
Again, great vibes over at that set. I will say this because I haven't mentioned it yet. I really liked the amount of bathrooms that they had. They did a really good job. Like almost at every single stage, there were porta potties. There were beverage tents everywhere. There was a good amount of food from what I saw. Um, the water refills, I didn't ever go over to, but Aid did. And I think she just said they were like water fountains or something. So the water refill stations, I think they could do a better job with next year for sure. Um, they had like picnic benches and stuff like that that you could sit at and they did have VIP areas. So at expansions, it was off to stage right. They had like a, you know, area that was sectioned off for VIP with some seating in there and a bar. Um, main stage, it looked like it was stage left. They had a huge area. Then they had like all elevated um, table service, viewing platforms. They had an icon lounge in the back. So honestly, VIP probably would have been worth it for this festival if you guys are interested in that next year because you do get a lot of perks of like trailer bathrooms, um, food, bar, elevated areas. I don't know. It just depends. Like depends on what kind of experience you want if you like that privacy or not privacy that's not the right word if you like that space uh it's definitely worth it plus when crowds get really really busy or packed you can always just run over to a set and pop into the vip area and it kind of like lets you get closer to the stage or get a better view more quickly than if you were in ga so just wanted to mention all of that as well uh next up we went to go see gene farris so he was playing at the elro 10 um Really, really, really cool time. We didn't stay for too long, but we just popped in on stage and got to see a little bit of him and uh, the Elro mascot, which you guys will see a lot of in my vlogs because I'm obsessed with her. I think her name's Rogelia or Rauglia. I think it's Rogelia, but I th she looks like a chicken. <laughs> I'm honest, I should know this from working with them, but she's the fucking best. She pops up at the Elro stage all the time and like dances and everything. So Rogelia was up there with Jean Farris dancing her butt off. So that was really cute to see. Um, so, yeah. And then after that, we did go to the, the grid again, which it was really, really cool to experience that stage. Um, we saw Medusa and Camel Fat back to back. So we kind of just like stayed up there. Um, I also got to meet Blossom. I forgot to mention that. But if you some of you guys saw my interview with Blossom, one of my favorite artists. She's an incredible bass house artist on the Night Bass label. Uh, we saw her pink hair from like a mile away and Oh my God, I was like obsessed with her all weekend. She is so much like, she's so lovely and sweet in person, like even more than you'd imagine. So getting to hang out with her on Saturday and Sunday was like a dream come true. So that was really, really fun. Um, so she was up on stage for Medusa and Camel Fat as well. So we were hanging with her and both sets were amazing. I've seen Medusa like three times this summer now and every time he's incredible, um, first time seeing camel fat in almost like two years, I want to say as well. I don't think I've seen camel fat actually since EDC 2019, probably, but oof, those tech house vibes. Then they played got a feeling like, oh my God, it was so good. So, and they had the sunset set. So that was beautiful. Um, but we did pop over to our meetup. So Aid and I hosted a meetup at 7 PM on Sunday and it was the best it was the best vibes ever. It was what I thought it would be like the feeling of seeing people in person and getting to have that FaceTime and interaction and put like names to faces. And I got to see new people. I got to see some subscribers I've met before. I got to see all of my content creator friends I haven't seen in years or ever. So Frisky Hug, if some of you guys know Frisky Hug, he's a YouTuber. He was there. Lauren Hutzel, she's the owner of Nomad Candy, um, an incredible rave accessories brand. She was there with her boyfriend, so we saw her both days. Um, my girl Aura Life with Ash, uh, who is a YouTuber and a Chicago native and a rave mom. Love her to death. I've known her for a couple years. We've never met in person, so I got to see her. It like I again, oof, I couldn't say good enough good things. Like the vibes were there. It felt amazing to see people and have that meet up and just like hang and chill and get some FaceTime. So I will be doing so many more of those in the future, guys. Stay tuned. I will be doing multiple at Imagine next weekend and at EDC Vegas and at EDC Orlando. So stay tuned for meetup details. Thank you guys for sitting through this voice right now. I know this is like really rough to listen to, but I appreciate it. Okay, we're almost done. So then the last two sets of the night, we got to go see, man. 
It feels good to say this. We got to go see Eric Pritz. Oh, it made my heart so happy. I haven't seen him since December 2019. You guys know how I feel about Eric Pritz. Like, oh my gosh. So we were at the grid again. He was on main stage. He got a two hour time slot. I'm going to get into this in a little bit about the, the time slots, but amazing that they gave him that much time. We watched the first hour of him. Um, we went and checked this out from a different perspective this time. So we did go into the VIP area all the way at the back of the stage. So it was kind of like elevated uh, on a platform. So we had like the most perfect view. Um, yeah, the lighting, production, lasers, all of it was amazing. And I feel like he had time to like tell a story with his set. So for the first half an hour, it was a little bit more like light and melodic and a lot, lot more like Prida kind of vibes. Then he went into Serez D. So that was like all of the green lighting and like the heavier drops. But all the buildups were there, like transitions were amazing. It was everything I would want it to be. And I got to hear like a couple of my favorite songs within that hour. So that was like euphoric. Loved that. And then we went and ended the night at Hot Since 82, who was at the Elro stage. Um, again, we wanted to end there every night because there's just nothing like the vibes within Elro, especially at night. Um, so we went and saw that my first time seeing Hot Since 82 and I loved every second of it. Uh, his music's amazing. Um, Aid and Chase are really big fans. So they they did not come to Prids with me. I went with Alex, but they were at Hot Since 82 the whole time. So yeah, so we saw our final confetti blasts, the performers, everybody, our team, like it was just a culmination of the whole weekend and it was such a good send off and like again just the most amazing weekend the music was immaculate the crowd was awesome like it just was really really incredible so that was how we ended the night um and then we decided to go to another after party because we are crazy <laughs> I was like my flight was at 8.55 a.m. on Monday. First off, never doing that ever again. I don't know why the fuck I booked a morning flight after this. So at first I was like, I'm just going to go to sleep. I'm going to be responsible and go to sleep after this because my body needs rest. No, bitch, you thought. You thought you were going to do that. No, you didn't. So we went and saw Will Clark at Spy Bar because we missed his set that day um, at Elro. And we had heard like Spy Bar is like a pretty iconic venue in Chicago. So it was a much, much like very small, dark, sweaty nightclub. Um, and so we did that from like 12 to 2.30. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I didn't love the venue. Um, maybe it wasn't the venue necessarily. Like his set was fucking fire. It was really, really good. The vibes were off there. It felt very sketchy to us. There were like a lot of creepy dudes there. Um, just felt very nervous people were getting very close to us um, getting creeped on a little bit like we we were not feeling the vibes there so we didn't stay too long um, and again I wore my mask the whole time because I just like was it was close quarters there so that's kind of how we ended our night we went home went to sleep and then I I got two hours of sleep and then I went and took an Uber and went to the airport and boom there you have it that was the two days of ARC Music Festival. Alrighty, you guys. So let's quickly do like I wanted to do overall thoughts and recap here to hopefully kind of just like bring this all together and go over some things I might have missed or just really give like a general review of a couple things here. Also, I'm going to link this down below in the show notes, you guys. Um, my coworker Alex did a really, really amazing um, recap article on Gray Area. So I'll link that below if you want to read his review. We've got media in there and everything. So definitely check out that article. But OK, things I want to highlight the longer sets. So what was special about this? Um, just for some background, this event was put on by veterans in the dance music industry. A couple of them native again to Chicago how many times have I said that today I'm sorry anyways it was put on by veterans in the dance music industry like promoters who have been around together talent have been around forever talent buyers who know their shit like so you could tell for a first year of an event to come out the gate with that level of talent on the lineup that level of production like you could see the people behind it like knew what the fuck they were doing and it was run really well and they put time and energy like compared to other events that you can tell appear extremely amateur so 
I really appreciated that. I can't wait. It's going to be an annual thing. I've already spoken to them, so it will be back next year. But what I appreciated because it was a house and techno festival, they knew that you need longer sets. Like you can't give them an hour. You can't do anything in an hour. So most of the sets from like, I want to say maybe 5 p.m. and on till the end of the night were 90 minute sets or two hour sets. So really, really appreciated that. There were less people on the lineup. Don't even care about that. Um, I'd rather there be less people and give them longer sets because it also made it easier to like kind of hop around too. So that was really nice. Like even in Deborah DeLuca, we saw Deborah and then we went and ate and came back and she was still on. Like that was such a nice feeling to have so really really appreciated the longer sets really liked that there were less artists on the lineup um production again let's talk about it incredible for year one of a festival really good again there could be some improvements to maybe the layout like I said the arc car had a little bit of sound bleed between the grid and that but um the production on main stage I loved the lighting on the crates it looked so sick at night like what they did for Eric Prid's set was so good um expansions again was really really cool I wish we spent more time there at night it was more there like during the day kind of thing um but for a first year festival their stages were better than some events that have been around for years guys I'm just saying so that was good and then of course Elro like Elro brings their production team with them so you can't go wrong like their tent was decked out like the whole thing they brought all their performers the confetti again so it's a sight to see and a lot of people really enjoyed spending time in there including us so uh, I would love an Elro stage at like every festival I go to now um travel again the ease of getting there was very much appreciated I can't even tell you compare this to like electric zoo for example which me coming from New Jersey it takes me almost two hours to get to electric zoo I have to get into the city then take the ferry then get there this we literally stayed in the city and like hopped on a train and were there in 15 minutes now for Izu you could easily stay in New York City and just like stay by the ferry and that would probably be your experience so that's much better um but I, I just have to say the options to get to the festival were really really nice so I really appreciated that um pricing wise again I think the drink pricing was a little ridiculous and I feel for like everybody who was dealing with that uh Definitely not the best situation. Would love to see more free water refill stations in the future as well. Crowd wise, immaculate vibes. That's the best word I can use. Immaculate vibes. Like it was so good to be back with people celebrating dance music, celebrating house. Um, I loved that there were older people there, like not older as in like old, old, but Like I loved that there were people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s even didn't fucking matter. But it felt nice to be in a crowd of like a a more mature crowd, a city crowd. Um, Again, I loved that it was all like just like the dress and attire people wore. It was like a different kind of style. So I really appreciated that. Um, Everyone was so nice from the security to the staff to the artists everybody we interacted with we really didn't have a a bad experience at all so crowd that was amazing really really enjoyed that I would I would love to go to Chicago again like I said after parties um tons of options the really nice thing is North Coast was also in Chicago or it was like a little bit outside of Chicago but it was there that weekend as well so you had the options to buy tickets to any of the North Coast after parties it really felt like the entire city of Chicago had stuff going on anywhere you went even like the nightclubs that weren't even affiliated like there were tons of options to party for as long as you wanted um I think most of them went to like 4 a.m it felt like a 4 a.m kind of city but there were there are plenty of things to do if you wanted to ARC had so many again North Coast had a couple so yeah it was really really nice to have like pick and choose what you wanted to do um Location and layout, I kind of talked about that already from the most part from what I saw. Again, really liked the space they gave to main stage. It was kind of like a, I mean, it was in Union Park, so it was a grassy area. Um, I liked how they did the layout. It felt pretty spacious, even for Eric Prids. Like I know it was pretty packed in there, but 
really really liked that space um expansions again i liked that there were kind of like more trees and they built the stage within that little nook in the corner so there was uh, no sound bleed issues obviously there same with elro no sound no sound bleed issues there once you went inside the tent you were perfectly fine so that was really good so yeah I i liked the layout of the festival a lot um and lastly the importance of this event i can't stress enough you know having a house and techno specific festival in the United States is not really a thing. It is internationally. It's very big. It's a part of their culture, but it's not as much here. So this was a really historic event to happen in the birthplace of house music. It was about time. That's what everybody kept saying all weekend. They were like, it was about fucking time that someone did this. So as house music continues to grow and take off in North America, um, which is what we're trying to help you know, participate in and and push forward with gray area. Um, I think you're just going to see more of these and clearly there's a need for it. Clearly people wanted it uh, and are excited about it. So I can't wait to see more events like this. I cannot wait to go back to ARC. Um, That was my last point I have here on my notes. Would I go back? Yes, 1000%. I would go back in a heartbeat. Um, Compared to other festivals I've done, again, like it's just what I like and it may not be for everybody, but this is the music I like and I didn't get sick of it. It's what I could listen to all weekend long. I've been very vocal about mixed genre festivals. This, those just personally aren't it for me. I don't want like a huge mix. I really just like what I like. Um, sometimes like having bass at festivals is nice for a break. Um, you know, EDC, for example, it's great to have trance and other things. But for me personally, I tweeted this. I was like, yeah, I'm good just doing house and techno festivals for the rest of my life. Like this is like what I want to do. So um, if you guys are into the same kind of thing, if you, you know, like a little bit more of a mature crowd, if you like a city festival where you can have tons of options of things to do outside the event. So if you want a city to explore with really good food and sightseeing and nightclubs and like all that fun stuff, I think you would really like Arc Music Festival. Um, and again, if you want like a quick trip, that's kind of like in and out. Also a really good option. Chicago in general would be good for you. So that's kind of my feedback, everybody. That's what I got for you this week. Um, yeah, really excited about it. Definitely go check out my vlogs on my YouTube channel that are going to be up, I think today and tomorrow. So you can get a little bit more of a feel for it, but, um, really can't even say how grateful I am for this experience to to be able to do what I love this weekend and fully feel like wow I'm living my my dream job and like I've worked so hard to get to this point it felt like a a full circle moment like it really really did so I'm glad you guys are along for the journey with me and I'm glad I can be here to facilitate these kinds of conversations and bring you along and show you this content and introduce you to new music like that's the best thing ever for me so um yeah Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I'm going to take a super quick break here. I will do some dance music news before I let you go because we've got some things to talk about uh, and then I'll be right back. All right, guys. So I just have a couple quick festival updates for you. Um, let's uh, let's talk about Elements Festival first. I, I didn't really know how I was going to dive into this. Like part of me wanted to do a full episode on this, but honestly, let's just talk about it really quickly because it's over with now. So when I was at ARC, I was obviously on social media and I was getting updates from people who attended Elements and all I was hearing were horror stories about, I think it was the arrival on Friday to the campgrounds. You know, Elements takes place in Pennsylvania. We got hit with Hurricane Ida, I think it was on Thursday and it really, it might've been Wednesday. Either way, I I think it was Wednesday. The grounds were completely soaked. It obviously was a huge logistical nightmare because they had issues getting cars to the campgrounds. So I know people had a really, really horrific time arriving. Some people were saying it took 12 plus hours to get there. There were no directions. There was issues with, you know, um, people who had disabilities or needed like ADA accessibility issues with that. They had not enough food vendors. Like there were so many different complaints. Again, I wasn't there, so I can't speak from personal experience, but you can check out different threads on Twitter if you type it in. I did have friends who went and had a great time too. You know, it's easy. there's obviously so much negativity on social me- media. And if that was your experience, like rightfully so, I'd be f- scarred for life probably. But I did have friends who went, um, who arrived on other days who said like, 
clearly they missed that whole nightmare. So they had a really great time. And I think a lot of people tried to make the most of their weekend after that. Um, So, you know, mixed reviews there, but it did sound like they were unprepared and they did really have, they fucked up the arrival for sure and tried to make up for it when people were leaving on Sunday and Monday, I think. But I just wanted to bring that up because that's a really big thing that happened in this community and I'm sure they have a lot of lessons to learn and hopefully we'll address it better next year. But um, yeah, a lot of people were really, really upset with that. And again, if you're sitting in your car or you're lugging your camp gear for miles, understandably would be pretty fucking pissed off. So that happened and that was not a good experience for a lot of people. Um, only other things I want to mention, cause these are coming up next weekend and the weekend after we have Imagine Music Festival and Lost Lands Festival. So Imagine just dropped their map so you guys can see the campgrounds map and the festival map. Uh, again, I will be there. Can't wait. I left ARC and I was like, all right, I'm ready to do it again. Like when's the next festival? So, so excited for that. Uh, I'll be there all three days and I'm going with, um, Aid and her boyfriend Chase again. So super pumped. More info to come on that soon. Uh, Lost Lands announced all of their stages. They did mention that they have a brand new like whole section called the Forsaken Forest with new stages. And I think they said there's going to be music like all day and all night long. But the stages are called the Prehistoric Evolution, Forsaken Forest, Raptor Valley, the Asteroid, Subsidia Stage and Wampy Woods. Uh, And they're also it says they include late night sound camps. So yeah, very exciting. I'm sure you guys are super pumped about that. Um, I am going to have B.B. Howell, who is our lovely Rave Culture Cast video editor and social media manager. If you guys didn't know, B.B. is going to be at Lost Lands and she is going to hold a Rave Culture Cast family meetup there for us. So stay tuned for that because I won't be there, but B.B. will be holding it down. So very excited for all my Lost Lands fam. And with that, you guys... We are at the end of the episode here. Thank you all so much for listening and enduring this fucking voice because this is awful. (laughs) But uh, yeah, can't say enough good things about ARC Music Festival. Um, Check out my vlogs that will be up. Definitely want to hear your feedback on this as well. Uh, Feels really good to be back to doing festival reviews. Um, And I'm just so excited about all the experiences this weekend. So stay tuned. Definitely give Gray Area a follow, you guys, if you are into house music. Um, We have so many incredible interviews with artists and a lot of content coming out in the coming months. Uh, And again, if you guys enjoy this podcast, the ways you can support it are to share, 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 mention it to a friend, give a link, make this your Instagram stories and tag at Rave Culture Cast. It's a really, really small thing for you, but it really helps me and this podcast grow. So thank you guys so, so much for doing that. Um, yeah, and you can follow us at Rave Culture Cast on all of the platforms. Uh, we have a Facebook group community, which I will post all of the details for all of our meetups coming up in there. So definitely give the Facebook group a follow if you guys want to connect with us over there. Um, thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have an incredible rest of your week. I'm going to go rest my voice now and I will see you next Wednesday with a new episode. Bye guys.